From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing the revolutionary mascara from CoverGirl that adds extreme volume, up to 300% more volume than bare lashes. New Lash Blast Cleantopia is the plant-powered mascara made with 72% natural origin ingredients and infused with cellulose plant fibers. Cleantopia is like a green thumb for your lashes. For lush, check-me-out lashes that last up to 24 hours with no smudging, no flaking, and no clumps. Put the power of plants to work for you with new Lash Blast Cleantopia Mascara. Only from Easy Breezy Beautiful CoverGirl. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining in to another adventure in the Holy Spirit. I'm so excited to welcome all of you to this podcast, guys. We have seen uh, over 140,000 people download this podcast, tens of thousands of people viewing in Pakistan and other places like that. I want to encourage you guys to, to hear God's voice and to speak his word everywhere that you go, to be equipped and activated, to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, and to walk in the love of Jesus everywhere that you go. We have free resources for you available on firebornministries.com or even in the podcast description and the podcast notes. I have a free download available for you to be activated to prophesy. It's a five-day prophetic download. Our heart is to equip you. Our heart is for you to draw near to Jesus. So you could click on that link on the description or on the notes and you could give us your email and receive that free download. You could be put on our email subscription list, but there's no pressure to stay on that list, guys. But when you're on the email list, we give you information about our monthly master classes, our free master classes, where we see, see people activated in the prophetic and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, or even uh, in inner healing. And we've got other things available for you as well. So click on that link for the free prophetic activation and draw near to Jesus. But guys, today I have a very special guest that I am so excited to be bringing to this podcast. I have Kevin Deadman. Uh, I've used his curriculum, Firestarters, to equip interns over the years. He's got a number of resources available, lots of curriculum, and he is on fire, and he's been spreading the word for revivalution. So I want to talk about that today. But Kevin Deadman it, it has a traveling ministry focused on equipping, empowering, and activating the church for supernatural evangelism through signs, wonders, healing, and the prophetic. He earned a master's degree in church leadership from Vanguard University, and he's been in full-time ministry for many years. And again, I'm so excited to have him on Adventures in the Spirit. I want you to welcome Kevin Dedman to Adventures in the Spirit. Welcome, Kevin. Hey, it's great to be here. Well, sir, it's an honor. It's a pleasure to have you on. I, I love to get to know your story of, of how you came to Jesus and then some of the things, because some people may not be familiar with your ministry. This podcast goes to a lot of different people around the world, but you have this amazing global ministry 
of fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit. So Kevin, would you give us some of your background, some of your backstory as to how you got blasted with the fire of the Holy Spirit? Well, I mean, I, I was, uh, I grew up outside of the church. I, I, I didn't know God at all. I, I knew there was a God, but I was a, you know, a kid growing up in the 60s and the 70s and unchurched. And so I did a lot of partying, drugs, rock and roll. I played drums since I was 10 years old, guitar since I was 14, had long hair to the middle of my back. And my cousin invited me to this place called Calvary Chapel in Costa Mesa, California in 1975. And that's where I got saved and just really literally picked up by the Holy Spirit and walked down to the front. In fact, it was so supernatural, actually, that it was the second. I was there for their Saturday night concerts at the time. I, my my cousin invited me to come and I said, ah, I don't want to go to church. I, you know, I don't play chess and I'm not a, a, a dweeby kind of guy and I'm not a church guy. And he goes, oh, no, no, just come as you are. So. I came in overalls without a shirt on and barefoot. And the second time I came, I wanted to go up so bad, but I was just, I don't know about this stuff. And, and they, they, the guy, Lonnie Frisbee, who was leading that altar call time, stopped in the middle of his prayer and said, I believe there's one more person here that needs to give their life to Jesus. Now there's 2000 people in this, in this auditorium and it was like the Holy Spirit just lifted me up by the collar and I, I went down front and, and my life was just never the same after that. I started reading the Bible. I'd never read a book all the way through high school. And I started reading the New Testament and I was so ignorant. I, I thought the Old Testament was written in the 1950s or 60s because this was 1975. And I thought they had just come out with the New Testament because it was new. So I started reading. Uh, the New Testament, and I was so ignorant, I just thought, okay, you're supposed to do what it says. And so I would read about Jesus going out and healing the sick, casting out demons, uh, prophesying over people, and then the apostles went out and did the same thing, got to the book of Acts, they were doing it. <clears throat> so naturally, I uh, would just drive around in my Volkswagen, and I'd pick up hitchhikers, and I wouldn't let them out until either... Number one, they got prophesied over, healed, and or saved. And, uh, and so I would just drive around my city picking up hitchhikers. And in those days, it was a lot safer to hitchhike. And gas was a lot less expensive as well. But I, I'll never forget one time I pulled over and the, the sun was in my windshield. So I couldn't see the person and they couldn't really see me. And so I pull over and this guy's got his thumb out and finally we see each other at the same time. And he goes, oh, no, no, that's all right. I'm fine because I picked him up before her and uh, he basically had to jump out of my car because I was so on fire for Jesus and so passionate, which uh, for me, that's what the fire is all about is passion, not judgment. When the Holy Spirit was given to the church on the day of Pentecost, it wasn't judgment that was released. It was passionate powerful presence of God. So anyway, I just grew up in the Lord, ministering to people, healing people. And, and I haven't, I mean, I've had seasons in my life where it's waned, but I've learned over the years as well, 
to keep, to keep that fire going, to keep the passion going. And a lot of that is by taking risk, by stepping out, taking risk, feeling uncomfortable, <laughs> which we, none of us really enjoy, but that's what risk is. And so that's a little bit of my background. I've done, you know, street evangelism, uh, conference evangelism, stadium evangelism, personal witnessing, uh, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. Miracles everywhere. Yeah. Well, I love it. And that's why this podcast exists, uh, to talk about these stories so that people could draw near to Jesus and signs and wonders to follow them. But Kevin, you mentioned a, a personal hero of mine, Lonnie Frisbee. I've got his books right here in my library. And man, wow. You know, I, I met, I went to the Send. And I'd met the author, the guy who put those books together. I just wept, wept yes. after the third book, man. Like, wow. You know, but um, I, I appreciate you sharing the story of being saved in the Jesus movement. And and we're part of a movement now, aren't we? We're seeing people interested in, in the power of the Holy Spirit. We're seeing incredible things taking place. And um, so uh, I maybe another time I'll bring you back to talk about um, the Jesus movement, talk about Lonnie and other things like that, because well, you know, we need yeah. to learn our history, you know, but I've noticed you lately talking about revivolution and that, how that's what we need now. And I am in agreement with you there. But can you explain to people what a revivolution is, a revivolution, what it is, what it isn't, what it looks like? Yeah, well, I mean, it's really rooted in the Jesus movement. And by the way, I, I knew Lonnie the last three years of his life. I knew his uh, his caretaker who wrote those books. And and uh, so, yeah, I would love to talk to you more about Lonnie Frisbee. I actually had an incredible impartation from him, uh, which was Lay hands on me I mean, right now. crazy supernatural impartation that, I mean, there's no way that you could ever even make this stuff up. But uh, that's what's driving me right now and my wife to going back. We're actually going to be starting a church back in Orange County, Southern California, where the Jesus movement started with Lonnie Frisbee and Chuck Smith and Calvary Chapel. And, and uh, we feel like, like there's a great harvest coming right now. And we feel like God wants to finish what he started in the Jesus movement, in the, the charismatic movement in the third wave movement. I, I really feel like, like we're at this critical tipping point where there's so much going on in our world today. There's so much hopelessness, despair. There's agendas that we can't even figure out. I mean, we're being told on this side, you know, these conspiracy theories or truth, we don't know. And we're told on the other side, you know, that all of this stuff is really good for you. And, you know, just go along with it. And we've got the church divided and, I mean, if there's any time in the world that we need uh, a third great awakening, it's right now. So revivolution is really all about uh, spreading the revival fire of Acts chapter two, which the day of Pentecost was supposed to be the first fruits of much more to come. The day of Pentecost was never intended to be the pinnacle of church experience and encounter but rather the beginning point. And so we should have more now than they had then. And I'm looking around and I'm like, where's the church right now? Where's the fire right now? Well, we're going to have to bring it. We're going to have to, whatever sphere of influence God's placed us in, 
We're the fire carriers. We're the blowtorches. We're not thermometers. We're thermostats. We set the temperature. We change the environment wherever we go. So revivalution is about a great awakening that leads to a great harvest that leads to a revolution. If you look in history, you know, our first, uh, you know, first great awakening, 1720s in England and in the, uh, the colonial states, uh, New England states, uh, through Wesley and uh, Jonathan Edwards, uh, those people, um, uh, you know, we had revival and a harvest. And then we had a revolution, you know, where justice was mitigated in the nations. And I'm not saying what side we need to be on even. I'm just saying when God starts to move in the hearts of people, justice also comes to the earth in many, many different ways. And so then we've got the second great awakening in the early 1800s with Charles Finney and others and great harvest and then civil war. So I'm not saying that I will want a military uprising or anything, but I'm just saying that it seems like when God's doing something in the earth spiritually, it also translates naturally to bring more peace on the earth, to bring more of heaven on the earth. And I, don't, I think most of us would agree that the world needs something right now. We need God to intervene. And I can tell you right now, God is the ultimate globalist. For God still loves the world, that he's still giving his one and only son, that whoever would believe in him would be saved, not condemned, but saved and have eternal life. Yeah, so that's revivolution. Amen. Do you think having an encounter so that we become an encounter so that others can have an encounter? You can hear God's voice and prophesy. Every person with the Spirit of God living in them can be used by God for entry-level prophecy. Entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing God's voice and prophesying. Prophecy encourages, comforts, and edifies people. And our heart is to equip and educate you to hear God and prophesy, walking it out as a lifestyle. And that's why we created Entry-Level Prophecy eCourse on CharismaCourses.com. Through this powerful e-course, you will be equipped to hear God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, comforted, and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy, how to judge a prophecy, and what foundation you need to prophesy, and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e-course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to charismacourses.com to purchase entry-level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. I love it. That's so good. Do you think that we're seeing that now? Are we in uh, the beginning stages? Uh, can we identify where we might land? Because, you know, I was on, on a podcast recently and I, I mentioned history and just exactly what you had said about awakenings and then things that tra- troubles that transpire because things are revealed and exposed. Uh, but where do you think we are? We're at right now. Um, are we seeing well, this? Well, candidly, I think I think the church has been exposed. And I love the church. I'm I'm gonna start another church, 
but the church has has been exposed. And yeah, there's there's been some really good standout, courageous churches for sure. But the church overall, I think, has been exposed. And I mean, I think what we're finding right now is that that the millennials, the Gen Zers, and then even the, you know the Alpha generations, they're not really interested in church and. I think less and less people have been going to church even before the pandemic. And now even less are going to church. There's so much hopelessness now, hopelessness, hopelessness out there. But I think people like Sean Foy and others are, are at least doing what they can. And, you know, you may not agree with some of their ministries, people who are out there, but like, you know, there are people who are cessationists who are doing more than quote revivalists people that I know. And so kudos to people who are even cessationists who are at least preaching the good news in the midst of all of this. So I think the church, oh man, I, I, I never, I'm not a judgment person at all. And, and I'm always rooting for the best outcome, right? I'm always trying to sow in for the, to the best outcome, but, and I, I think we're at a critical mass stage in the church right now. And either we're going to get moving forward radically or some are going to get left behind. And I'm not talking about the rapture. I'm talking about God's moving in some ways that might leave some, quote, revival environments in the dust. And and God's always inviting us to come and he's always rejuvenating us. He's always giving us more revelation. And there's always opportunity for us to return to our our first love, our first passion, right? So I think we're in a critical standpoint in the church and it's going to take risk takers. It's going to be people who are filled with the fiery, powerful presence of God, the fire of God that's going to make a difference right now. I mean, the millennials, the Gen Zers, they don't want to hear any more messages. They want a demonstration of the power of God. Just like Paul said, hey, when I came to you, Corinthians, I didn't come with, great arguments or eloquent speech. I came to you with a demonstration of the power of God. And that's what's needed today. And I believe that we're, we're positioned for it. We've had so much equipping in the past. We've had so much, you know, impartation. It's time to throw the, the mantle on the river like Elisha did when he took Elijah's mantle and said, I'm going to receive everything you have. And, and, and he did something with it. He put it into practice and he threw it on the water. And I think it's time to throw it on the water. Amen. You talk about the fire of the Holy Spirit. And I know your ministry, you operate through the fire of the Holy Spirit. It flows through you and you equip people. Can you share some stories um, that are encouraging about the fire of the Holy Spirit changing and transforming lives? Yeah, I mean, I can just tell you, like just last week, I got a testimony back of a guy that I ministered to about three months ago. Uh, so I had a plumbing issue going on in my house. And so these plumbers, they came out and this one guy was training uh, this 20 some year old guy who, you know, had nothing, didn't want anything to do with God, you know, the whole bit. So I had a fly, we're, we're getting ready to move and I'm cleaning everything out of my storage units and sheds and the house. And so I had this, fly rod that I've never used. And I'm like, I'm not going to use this in Orange County other than, you know, to throw the fly out to catch people's hearts. But, uh, so the Lord spoke to me and said, don't throw this fly rod away. 
I'm going to have you give it to somebody. And so these plumbers are over. And so I asked this young man, I, I, I just felt impressed from Holy Spirit to ask this young man, hey, are, are you into fly fishing at all? He says, why do you ask that? I said, oh, I was just wondering because I've got a fly fishing rod and I, I don't know. I was just thinking maybe you were into fly fishing. He goes, I was just telling this guy right here that I'm going to start fly fishing, but I need to get a rod. And I go, well, hold on a second. I bring in this brand new fly fishing rod and I give it to him. I say, God told me to, to keep this for you. And you're supposed to have this fly fishing rod. And then I started prophesying over him and I started getting words of knowledge about his life. Uh, his daughter, who uh, is not born yet, his wife just got pregnant, had just gotten pregnant at that time. And uh, they had just found out it's a girl. And I, was I had a word of knowledge about that. And then I started calling him out in his destiny and what good plans and purposes God had for his life. And I, I gave him uh, my book, The Ultimate Treasure Hunt. And, and I, I gave him a picture of smiling Jesus that my wife painted. And, um, and I, so I, I, I sent him off, right? And I'm like, okay, that was a great little, you know, divine encounter. Like, that was so cool. Well, I had another plumbing problem uh, just last week. And a different plumber came out from the same company. Um, and so we're talking away and I'm like, hey, you know, tell me your story a little bit. Well, it turns out he's a believer. And, and he goes, and I said, you know, he finds out I'm, you know, pastor, minister, all that. And I go, he goes, wait a minute. Are you the guy that gave my other plumber a fly fishing rod? And I said, yeah, that was me. He goes, you won't believe this. But he came back to the office and he was just telling everybody what happened and how you told him about everything in his life. And you gave him this fly fishing pole. And, and he, he told his wife and his father. And he's telling everybody. And now he's going to church. He's a believer. <laughs> wow. Yes. So, I mean, that's just, you know, a little simple taking some risk, you know. I mean... I've been on so many treasure hunts. I'll never forget one time. You want me to tell you another one real quick? Oh, totally, totally. Go for it. Okay, so we're on a treasure hunt. And in the treasure hunt, we ask Holy Spirit to give us clues uh, for a treasure map to go find hidden treasure, people who need to have an encounter with Jesus. And so just like uh, Ananias in Acts chapter 9, who's praying and Jesus appears and says, hey, I want you to go meet this guy named Saul, a name on Straight Street, a location, he's blind and I want you to heal him. And so, and then tell him about the good things that I have planned for him. So that's a treasure hunt. We just ask Holy Spirit to, to show us the souls on Straight Street who need healing or deliverance or a job or whatever it might be. So we end up following our treasure map. I've got an, about a 70 year old woman with me, a grandma. I've got a middle-aged, maybe early 30s, mom with a 10 year old son. And then I've got this, you know, 17 year old girl with, with us. And so we get, we, we, the fourth place we go is this pizza place that had just opened at 11 o'clock that morning for the day. And so we walk in and I, I immediately see the, the receptionist. Uh, she's got a blue shirt on. She's got 
like pink pants that don't quite match. And, and she's got um, like kind of horn rim glasses on a little bit and uh, something else. And, and I, I have her on my treasure map. So I say, Hey, excuse me, but I've got this clue and this clue and this clue and pizza place here. And so we're here at the pizza place. We're on a treasure hunt and we, we believe you're God's treasure this morning. She goes, are you guys Christians? I said, yes, we're Christians. We love Jesus, but we're on a treasure. And oh, no, 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 no. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in any of this stuff. I need you to leave because we're going to have customers coming in. And I can't have you doing this stuff in here. Said, okay, okay, well, that's fine. Because, you know, we want to be respectful of people. So I said, but before I leave, I just want you to know this. God thinks you're a great mom. (laughs) She starts wailing, tears flying off of her face, so much so, so loud that the owner of the pizza shop comes running through the double doors, like doing this karate thing, thinking there were to rob the place. And so this, this woman now turns to him and says, no, 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 they're, they're here to help me. It went from get out of here. I don't believe in God. You need to leave this place to now they're here to help me. Well, it turns out that this woman's 16-year-old daughter, two weeks prior, had attempted suicide and had been in a coma now for the last two weeks. And the mom, prior to coming into the pizza shop that morning, had stopped by the hospital and and just was with her daughter who was in a coma. And on the way to the pizza shop, she was crying and said out loud, This is all my fault because I'm such a horrible mother. So she tells us to leave the pizza shop. And I simply just tell her as I'm hearing Holy Spirit in the moment, God wants you to know you're a good mom. And she ends up getting totally born again. The owner gets born again. They hold out their hands as I put my hands over theirs. And they say, come Holy Spirit and they both start laughing hysterically to the point they fall on the ground right at the entrance to the pizza shop, laughing hysterically as now customers are coming into the pizza shop, stepping over them, looking at them like, whoa, what's going on? And then them started laughing, they started laughing, and it's a revival breakout because I just stepped out and said, you're a great mom, you're a good mom. And uh, it was, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what we're going after in in this day, a revolution, one encounter at a time. I mean, just what would it, what would it look like if each one of us took 20 seconds of risk a week, a day? How long would it take before every single person in our sphere of influence would know that God is good, that God is great, that he has a good plan and a purpose for them because they've been healed, they've been prophesied over with an encouraging word that Holy Spirit is feeding us as his mouthpiece. Christ releasing his healing presence and power through our hands because we're hand, his hands ex- extended. We're his ambassadors. And I, that's how a revivalution is going to happen. I want to be part of it. I'm going to do it today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to keep going. Uh, I'm not going to stop because I'm continually, every day, feeding on his fiery powerful, amazing presence. And I want to just release it to whoever I can. Amen. Well, let's do that right now.
this podcast is all about activating people. So please release whatever the Holy Spirit has laid on your heart right now for those listening. Well, I, I just release courage and confidence that as you take risk, God's going to back you up. It's his presence. It's his power. All we are are conduits. And I release to you the supernatural grace for a measure of faith that you've never encountered in your life. Take risk to reach out to somebody in the sphere of influence God's placed you in. So even today, I release divine encounters uh, with family members, with friends, with coworkers, somebody at the grocery store, wherever you find yourself today, that God would give you eyes to see and ears to hear what God has for them on this special day in which God wants you to be this treasure hunter to find a hidden treasure that's just waiting to come in to the goodness of God and the good things of God. So I just release confidence and competency in the Holy Spirit to say, yes, I'm going to take this mustard seed sized faith and release it to somebody around me. Awesome. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, that was Kevin Deadman. Kevin, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you for more information, but also to be equipped to release the fire of the Holy Spirit? Kevin at kevindedmon.com, D-E-D-M-O-N.com. And uh, yeah, I've got all kinds of resources. Uh, if you're in Orange County, Southern California, we're, uh, we're going to be starting a church next month called OC Fire Church, Orange County Fire Church, OC Fire. And uh, we want to be a wildfire that can't be contained, that can't be put out. And uh, it's going to not only run across Orange County, but Southern California and the world. Globalism. <laughs> Amen. I love it. Guys, I'm excited for what God has in store for you. Kevin, this, this episode on the fire of the Holy Spirit, like seriously, as you're praying, I feel and sense the presence of God all around me. Guys, if you're listening into this, receive that impartation in the name of Jesus. Receive the wonderful Holy Spirit and be empowered in Jesus' name. Don't forget to subscribe and share Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky podcast. It's available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast. It's on the Charisma Podcast Network, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And, and just share it with everybody that you know in Jesus' name. Kevin, thank you so very much. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation and adventures in the spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own adventures in the spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.